Hi everyone and a warm welcome to another episode of the Talk Room series of podcasts where we look at the question of how to be your best self. We do that by looking at the question of mental health and well-being, by looking at real life situations. And to help me with that, uh, for those that don't know, uh, my co-presenter, Wendy. Wendy is a highly, highly experienced CBT psychotherapist who's been working in private practice for many years and more generally in the field of mental health and well-being for well over 30 years now. So a, a huge welcome once again to you, Wendy. Thank you very much for that, Ian. And for those of you that don't know Ian, you are an accredited counsellor with the British Association of Counsellors and Psychotherapists, and also the founder of Hope Therapy and Counselling Services, which is a counselling practice that operates throughout the south of England. Thank you, Wendy. So, um, so it's a, it's a well-known tradition for this time of year that people set goals in the form of New Year's resolutions. Um, so today we're going to be talking about that. So Wendy, as a as a, an experienced therapist, do you do you have any thoughts about the idea of of New Year's resolutions and goals setting at this time of year? Is it is it a good idea? And if so, how do people go about doing it? Yes, Ian, thank you for that. Well on a positive note, I do think it can be useful to take time out and review what you're currently doing and whether it is in line with what you want from your life. So yes, having a review, I think can be constructive. I personally think what goes wrong with new year resolutions is that we can make a really long list that is usually totally unrealistic and then we think, as long as we're really enthusiastic, we're just going to succeed. Then, in my experience, situations then start to occur that demand our time. And then the first thing that happens is that we drop our New Year resolution. We can then quickly turn our new enthusiasm into despair and then start thinking, well, it's just too hard or why bother? And I can <laughs> I can relate to that entirely. So so what's what's the uh, what's the alternative to that? Do you do you have suggestions about how we can go about about approaching these things, maybe in a slightly a slightly preferable way? Okay. Yes, Ian. Certainly. So one of my favourite therapies that I use is called ACT, which stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy which we have covered in a previous podcast. So one really important aspect of ACT is where we spend time thinking about our values. What I mean by that is what we want from life, what gives our life meaning and purpose. Now this can be quite a deep exercise, but I think it's really important to give ourselves the time and the space to process this. So, to start with, just spend time thinking and reviewing what is important in your life right now. And then the values can be relevant to all different aspects of our lives. We can have values on our health, our relationships, career, 
or meaningful occupation, or even to simply develop more fun activities. You can have a value for each category or just concentrate on one particular aspect. I think it's really important, Ian, just to keep things nice and simple. And I can give an example for you. So say we have a person called John and what he wants to do with his life is to create more honesty and closeness in his relationships. What I advise him to do is to maybe write that down, maybe in a diary and spend some more time thinking about who he wants to be closer to, how he can open up more and think about how he can focus more time with the people who are important to him as yeah. an example yeah yeah so that i mean that sounds like quite a quite a, quite a detailed process for someone to go through yes very much so um i agree um but if you simply think of what you would like your life to look like at the end of the year for example simply to get some clarity you can also think about in your values what is the most important one and then simply thinking about these steps it just starts to help you to create a focus and as you can see from above that this actually naturally produces some action steps that you can now follow so once you start writing down your values what so what's important to you it's it naturally just leads onto onto actions. Um, is, is that is that what you mean? Yes, Ian. So absolutely. So once you have a sense of the direction you want to go to, it then becomes easier to set goals according to the values you've written down. So in cognitive behavioural therapy, we use the term SMART goals, which stands for S stands for specific. M stands for measurable, A stands for achievable, R stands for relevant, and T stands for time bound. And the idea about this it helps to make the goals clearer and easier to measure, so it helps you to focus more on your progress. And uh, um, why is it important to 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 set smart goals? Does it does it does it really work? Good question. Good question, Ian. So the research does actually suggest that if you set these clear, smart goals, you are more likely to achieve them. And research also suggests that if you write them down, that also the process of writing can help with the clarity and the focus of your goals. So if I just go back to the example of John, John wanted to be more honest and closer in his relationships. So he starts then to try to think of making this a bit more specific. What does this actually mean? He could then maybe choose his partner and a friend. He can make it more measurable by thinking of what he means by honesty. So for example, perhaps expressing his feelings more to them. And then also to be even clearer than that, it could be expressing all his feelings such as positive feelings such as joy, but also more difficult feelings such as frustration. Then the next step is to ask, is this goal achievable? So I would say yes, as long as he thinks his partner and his friend 
are receptive to this goal. The next stage, is it relevant? Yes, it is in line with his value. It is something important he wants to do. So I would say, yes, they are relevant. The next step is, is the goal time bound? So for example, he could set the goal for the year, but maybe think about having a review process. So maybe he could start a diary and write down when he feels he is more expressive with his feelings. And so then he can review his progress regularly, say for example, each month. Also in his diary, he could write down what has helped him and if there are any barriers that he came up to that he can actually work on. And then closeness is another word he used, and that could be a slightly different goal. Again, he goes through the SMART process. What does it actually mean for him to be closeness? Again, for example, it could mean him spending more time together or spending more time talking to each other. He could also be even more specific and set separate goals for closeness with his partner and then a separate goal for closeness to his friend, as that might be a slightly different. Does that help to explain things, Ian? Yeah, so it sounds it sounds as though the, the next step is about, about clarity, being clearer about the actions and, and just putting lots more detail really being quite specific about about um about the, the 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 goals that are being worked on yes exactly Ian. yes that's it totally um and what i notice as a therapy um in my therapy sessions a lot of people will say for example that they want to be happier but this is quite a difficult thing to actually measure so again if you go through the smart goal process this may mean actually making that wanting to be happier into a more specific goal, breaking it down into actions. So maybe working on your negative or critical thoughts, being happier by having a goal to improve your self-esteem. Or another example is maybe engaging in activities that give you a sense of satisfaction. So it's breaking it down into small steps, making it more clearable and more action orientated yeah so that that's that sounds really quite doable um you mentioned that often difficulties um can can set in and people people just lose interest they lose that meant that motivation so I, I wonder if you can just say a little bit about that Ooh, absolutely Ian and this happens all the time and this could be part of your plan to maybe start to think about the potential barriers. So for example, simply spending more time with your partner, you then may to think about doing less of something else, say watching the television, you may actually have to action switching the TV off. And again, of course, if it involves another person, then you need to share that action with them so that you're both in agreement to do the same thing. Another benefit by sharing then with your partner, you're both making the effort to reach that goal and therefore it's more likely to happen. So it's really important to think about what might get in the way to help the goals to be more realistic, what might be the barriers. 
And then, as I said before, the next step is really is to incorporate a review process. So it helps you to see how the goal is going, what is working, what changes you can make to make the goal more likely to be achievable um, and, and just to keep on reviewing it as you go along. That's what I think really helps people. Mm, mm. So to be clear, not only do you recommend setting smart goals, but the review process that you mentioned is, is just as important a part of the process. Am I on track with what I'm trying to do? Yes, absolutely, Ian. I, I think that does really help. And actually having this clearly written down, the evidence suggests that that really helps as well. So this could be um, keeping a diary by your bedside and writing on it each day or having notes on your phone, whatever you prefer to do. That's um, something I think will really help. Wonderful. I mean, that's really uh, that's really helpful. Um, and is there anything else that people uh, um, can do that's, that's more likely to help them to achieve their goals? Yes, um, Ian. So I think another tip is trying to make the goal a regular action. And I'm a great believer in trying to do something daily towards your new goal, however small. So again, on a practical way regarding expressing feelings to your partner, you could simply try to do this once a day. Just a simple thing like a sentence where you try to be more open with your partner. Um, with a friend, it might be harder to do that on a daily basis, but you could set your goal to perhaps reach out to your friend, for example, once a week. And again, make it more specific, maybe at the weekend when you've got more time. And again, even more specific, maybe you could make the, the goal that you'll either call the person, your friend, or send a message on social media. Um, or another idea was maybe set a goal that you actually meet up at least once a month. So again, it's much more clear and measurable. Another thing you can do perhaps is, um, is to take action um, if the goal does stop. Um, you've got your review process there and then you can reflect on, okay, what happens if, if I stop um, achieving the goal? And to really think about that, it could be the way you're thinking. For example, just notice your thoughts. The thought could be, you're having is, oh, no, I, I can't be bothered anymore, or it's just too hard to do. Um, so it's really important that you then can actually note these thoughts, and then what can you do about it? So maybe you can make the goal a little bit easier, or make it more manageable, or maybe working on your motivation to achieve the goal. So another tip you can do is write down your motivation. What is important to you to achieve this goal? Write that down. So you keep reminding yourself of the reason why you set the goal in the first place. Another thing you can do is actually to create a vision board. Um, it really helps to visualize your goals. The reason it works is that our brain, um, if you focus on something positive and you visualize it, it brings it more to our attention and it's much more easier to follow. So what a vision board is, is that where, where you actually write your goals down, but you actually put them on a piece of paper and you represent them visually as well. So for John, for example, he could actually put some pictures together of him being happy with his friend or photographs of him being close with his partner. Um, so he's got a real visual reinforcement of the goals as well. 
Um, if he does create this vision board, it's quite a simple thing to do. And then he could keep it by himself close. So he's got that constant reminder of actually what he's actually focusing on. Um, and the other thing you can do is you can take a picture of your vision board and then you can carry it around on your phone every day. So again, that is also a constant reminder. Lots and lots of ideas there, Wendy. So thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, any any final tip that you, you might like to just offer to people? Yes, thank you for that, Ian. I think a, a, just another small little thing you can do is to remind yourself to celebrate your achievements, however small. Um, so research suggests that our brains work in a negativity bias. We focus far more on what things go wrong than what is right. So what's really important is to keep on noticing when we achieve our goals, especially when you overcome a difficulty. It can make a big difference to our motivation and our feeling that we're succeeding and not wanting to give up. Some people find this a bit cringy, like you're kind of like, you know, praising yourself, but it's really important to get into the habit of acknowledging your successes. And then you can then spur yourself on to set more goals for other things. And before you know it, you can make a really significant difference to your life and well-being. That's really helpful and a really, really good uh, final point to, to, to end on. So if somebody wanted to, to find out more, um, how would they go about doing that, Wendy? Thank you, Ian. So I always have lots of tips on my website, which is called wendyc.team. And I believe you have a lot of resources on your website as well, Ian. Yeah, people can um, visit the website on www.hopefulminds.co.uk. And there's a resource section there. Um, all of the, the historic podcasts are there. We have including the one on ACT that you mentioned earlier. Um, we have uh, a variety of blogs on different subjects and infographics on different subjects. So people can look at all of that completely free of charge. So thank you, Wendy. Thank you so much for, for all of that today. It's been really fascinating listening to you talk. Thank you for Ian. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to more working, having more podcasts with you in the future. And um, we'll meet again soon. Thank you.